This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for May 4th, 2014. The Gospel is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Be seated. Two weeks ago, we heard the story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And we heard the story of how the women went to the tomb, and the tomb was empty, and that on their way back, they ran into Jesus himself, who said to them, tell them that I go ahead to them to Galilee. So they go back and they tell the apostles. Then last week, we heard the story that is often called Doubting Thomas, the story of how Jesus appeared in the midst of a a locked room to his uh, apostles, to the twelve, and and told them uh, about what was going to happen and how he breathed on them and told them if they forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If they retain the sins of any, they are retained. And so this week we come to a very different kind of story. This story is about two people who are disciples of Jesus, but they're not one of the apostles. They're not one of his, uh, one of the people who always had followed him and had been at all of the things that, that he had encountered. But they were two people who had followed him and believed in him. And one of them we know the name of. The other one never, we never did hear the name, but his name is Cleopas. And they're going home. They're walking home um, from Jerusalem after Jesus has been crucified. And as they're walking, they're pretty dejected. You know, things didn't work out as they had hoped they would. And even more so, it's downright terrifying. If if even Jesus, who did all these wonderful things, you know, as a mighty prophet couldn't accomplish it, who could ever accomplish the the restoration of Jerusalem and, and of Israel? And so as they're walking, they're dejected, and suddenly there's someone coming up from behind them who's walking faster than they are, and he's catching up with them. And so as he comes alongside of them, he notices that they're talking, and and he says, what are you talking about? And they say, are you the only one around these parts that doesn't know what happened? And he says, what, well, what? And they tell him about what had happened to Jesus. And he says, well, didn't you know that from of old, it was always going to be this way. And it says that he began to open up the scriptures, the prophets, and showed them how all of these things had to happen to the Messiah so that, so that he could, in fact, um, reign supreme over the universe. And one of the things that they had told him was that that morning, before they left, some of the women had come back and they had told them that the tomb was empty and that, that he is alive. But when Simon had gone there, there was no one there, because supposedly they were supposed to go back to Galilee. Well, apparently Cleopas lives in Nemaeus, um, um, because he's heading back that way. And it's interesting, isn't it, that you know, we, we speculate that perhaps Emmaus was where Jesus was when they came to tell him that Lazarus was dying uh, before he went down to Jerusalem. Um, and perhaps that's how Cleopas came to know him. And so as they're walking, they, they're going along, and suddenly this person... Um, begins to just walk, keep walking as they get to their town, get to, to Emmaus. Now, do you all know why he's walking, why he goes on? Now, think about it. Um, Emmaus is north of Jerusalem. What's norther of Jerusalem? Galilee. And where did he tell his disciples he would meet them? In Galilee. So apparently he's going to Galilee. 
to meet them. And so as they're going, they say, well, look, you know, it's getting dark, and, and you don't want to have to stay out overnight, you know. Why don't you come and stay at our place? You know, and so they, he goes, so agrees, and he goes back to their house. And as he's sitting there, um, the, they, the meal served, and he takes the bread, and he breaks it. He blesses it, and then he breaks it, and he gives it to them. And when that happened, suddenly their eyes were opened, and they knew that it was Jesus. And then you know what happened? He disappeared. Poof. Now, it's a fascinating story because it really tells us about the story of the church. Because it's really not just a story about Cleopas and his companion, but it's a story about us. Because it's really the story of how the risen Lord is still in our midst. You know, they even said, did not our hearts burn strangely within us when he was revealing all this to us in the scriptures? You know, did we not have that passion, that longing again for the things that Jesus had promised? You know, here they had been dejected and, and cold-hearted and, you know, nothing seemed to be good. And suddenly this flame had risen within them, this hope, this yearning again. And then when he broke the bread and gave it to them, they knew that it was Jesus. That's the story of the church today. You know, it's different than if you were Jesus in the tomb being resurrected, you know, an eyewitness. It's different than if you were one of the 12 and one, one of the eyewitnesses um, who, who had traveled with him and had seen everything he had done. But we're still disciples of Jesus. And we still know Jesus in those same two ways, in the scriptures and in the sacrament. That's how he becomes known to us. I suspect because you're here, most of you anyway, have had some experience where your heart burned strangely within you from the reading of Scripture. There was something that rang true about it, something that, that seemed fascinating to you about it, or that at least sparked a kindle of hope within you for a, a greater life, something new. Because that's the power of Scripture to do that. And I suspect that because you're here, it's partly because you're a sacramental person and you too have come to know Jesus in the breaking of the bread. That somehow 